ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing this morning? I have another fantastic show lined up for you here today. I have a very good friend of mine, Mark Royce. Hey, Mark, how are you doing this morning? Doing wonderful, Todd. Thanks for having me. Very good. Very good. Mark, we have probably known each other for at least 15 years now, haven't we? Yeah, that's about, that's correct. Yeah, man. Time flies when you're not having fun, huh? (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh you know i i i i uh i look at mark folks you're listening to the radio we mark and i are on zoom i look at mark and i don't know why but all of my my uh my fighting days come back to me my my boxing days and i start feeling my my knuckles because i always seem to have busted knuckles and busted hands remember my coach saying you have brittle hands and i said Maybe it's just that I hit so hard. <laughs> I That's think of that. Fun. I think of that when I look at Mark. Uh, it, one of his uh, one of his talents is he is a trainer and uh, actually was a competitor at one time, close combat martial arts instructor. And so I think maybe that's one of the reasons we have such an affinity between the two of us. We have that kind of mindset. <laughs> when things go down, just go bad. Just put your head down and start punching. <laughs> exactly. So I I wanted to have Mark on uh, the show. One of the reasons is I'm always highlighting entrepreneurs. Uh, that is really, for me, that's what it's all about. That's what Mer- America is about for me. Mark and I had a brief conversation about that last night. I'm not so interested in the special interest groups in America. If you are ascribing to one of those, and that's your primary reason for for going one way or the other in terms of political parties. Honestly, I could care less about either one. I'm really interested in the ability to be, still be become self-made and become financially independent in America. That's what America represents to me. And entrepreneurial, entrepreneurialism is most certainly that thing personified. So, Mark... I want to ask you a little bit about yourself first, just to get, give folks an idea of who you are, where you come from, maybe a little bit about your mindset, and then let's go into uh, some of your entrepreneurial endeavors. So, Mark, where did you grow up? Grew up in South Minneapolis in the hood. Wow. <laughs> wow. So where is, where, where about, what, what street uh, in South Minneapolis? Um, right off the corner of 37th and Bloomington Avenue, uh, which is close to Chicago Avenue and 38th, where the uh, George Floyd scene happened. Oh goodness! Could, yeah. What what a wonderful thing! Yeah, um, I'm joking. Actually, it was, it, actually, it was a beautiful neighborhood growing up when I was a kid. It, Very diverse, but just beautiful, and a lot of parks and a, a lot of had a lot of fun. I played a lot of park board sports in in the neighborhood, so it was it was great. Where'd you go to school? 
Um, I went to Falwell uh, Junior High School and then Roosevelt uh, Senior High School. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Driven by that school, or I did uh, many times. So what sports did you play in high school? I played uh, hockey. Hockey was my game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think if you grow up in Minnesota, it's hard to avoid hockey um, one way or another. I know there's plenty of people who do. Don't get me wrong, but I was... I mean, I did the same thing. I was in traveling teams and played hockey from time I, I think I could walk, I could skate. So that's Minnesota. Uh, how did what led you into getting into martial arts and combat sports? What what took you there? Um, my senior year in high school, I was uh, I went to a, a party with with some buddies, and I. Uh, <laughs> I stayed at the party when they left because I was playing poker and I was winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, that was my mistake, uh, really, because I had to walk home. And it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, roughly, when I left the party. And I had a few beers in me, a 17-year-old strong, scrawny punk kid. And um, I was walking down alleys, taking shortcuts, getting home. And I, uh, I got jumped by three guys, three grown men. And... The, the story of the police was that they were robbing a stereo warehouse building, and I happened upon them while while they were doing that. Well, they jumped me, worked me over for a little while. I tried to fight back, but uh, I did escape them, but I ended up in the hospital with um, major injuries, and I was in the hospital for almost three weeks. And um, when I got out of the hospital, I, I said, I have to learn how to defend myself and learn how to fight. And my real motivation at that time was I'm going to learn how to kill people because I was so angry and frustrated. So I, uh, as soon as I was able to, I walked into a martial arts school and I, I showed, showed them my hands, my head. I was wrapped up like a mummy. I, I literally had white tape all over me. And uh, the instructor looked at me. He thought I was in a car accident. And he, he said, what happened? I told him. And the rest is really history. I just started training. That was when I was 17 and I've been training ever since and mm. just love, love the martial arts and have met the, some of the greatest people in my life in the martial arts world. Did you have any siblings? I'm sorry, say that again. Have any siblings, brothers or sisters? Yes. I have an older brother, a Vietnam veteran, an older sister who lives in Egan, Minnesota, and um, a younger sister who lives in Shakopee, Minnesota. What did your What did your mom and dad do? If uh, I don't know if you had both parents in the house or not, but what What was that about? My dad, yeah, my dad was a World War II and Korean War veteran, um, Army Air Corps, and then full Air Force. Fought hand to hand combat both in World War II and the Korean War, both. So he was my hero. Um, you know, he, he died when he was fifty seven. When I was eighteen, a, a year after I started training in the martial arts, he had a heart attack and, and died. Um, my mom, she was a stay at home mom until my dad passed away. And then, uh, she had to, she had to go to work to pay, pay the bills. So she worked as a nursing assistant in uh, Richfield, Minnesota uh, until she retired. And, um, she was, she was a great mom. She was supportive. She was always there for me. So is your mom still around or no? No, my mom passed away, uh, 15 years ago now. Goodness. I, I, I didn't know that. Sorry to hear that. So <clears throat> what uh, what do you think, when I, when I met you, you were in the uh, finance business and in the, in the mortgage industry, but I'm certain you did many things before that. So what, what type of work did you do before that? Did you go on to, to college? Did you 
pursue a profession in particular or what? Yeah, right after high school, my mom looked at me and said, uh, you have three options, uh, move out, <laughs> stay home, pay rent, or go to college. So I said, I'll take door number three. I'll go to college. <laughs> and uh, I started technical college in South Minneapolis, uh, Northwestern Electronics Institute, and I got a two-year associate degree in that. And when I went into that field for this training in the education, the job placement rate was very high, but then it disappeared. And uh, two years later when I graduated, the job, all the jobs went out to Silicon Valley in, in California, and I had an opportunity to go out there, but I didn't know anybody in California. I'm like, Minnesota's my home. I'm not going anywhere. So I didn't never landed a job in that field. So about four years later, I went back to college and uh, another technical school. I went into land surveying technology, and I got a two-year associate degree in land surveying technology. I actually worked as a civil engineering tech for about a year and a half. But I sat at a computer every day and I started to get fat and I didn't like it. So I went back to construction, which was where I was working while I was going to school for that. And uh, construction was in Minnesota is a tough life. You know, you you get rained out, you get snowed out, you get cold weather, um, all of that during the winter months. So you're on unemployment on and off throughout the year. And it just burned me out. And I, I, I kept working it. I was a sheet metal worker, steel worker, and um, what triggered me to make a change there was I, I fell off of a building. I fell three stories, I broke a couple of ribs, and I was laying in a sand pile right next to a concrete slab looking at that concrete slab. If I would have hit that, I probably would not be here today. And I said to myself, I got to get out of this crazy work. <laughs> <laughs> so so I did. Near-death experience will do that to you, I suppose, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was the turning point, um, and I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I had I had a lot of experience in little things, you know, uh, kind of a jack of all trades, but um, I knew I wanted a more stable position, so I started applying for sales jobs. And um, boy, there's a I departure. A sales, yeah, it was a big change, big change. So I actually took a sales position in the home improvement world, which I had some experience in. So selling windows, roofing, siding, all of that, gutters, the whole works. And I actually did very well. And it was 100% straight commission position. First time I've ever had to take that risk. And I actually loved it. So did well. I did end up going back to school nights for uh, to get my bachelor's degree in business management uh, through uh, Metro State University. So I ended up with that just to have it on, on paper, uh, so to speak. But um, the, that, that was the start of my sales career, and I think that's really what motivated me to go forward. Very good. Uh, you know, when I listen to you talk about all these things, it, it just immediately causes me to think about, you know, all the ups and downs and all the things that you've been through and all the challenges. It really, I, I truly believe those challenges are what in, engender self-confidence and and capacity or capability because you've done so many things and you're starting anew so many times that you become accustomed to that and pretty much nothing scares you thereafter because jumping into sales for a lot of people listening to this I am well aware that is frightening to a lot of people especially when you say a hundred percent commission sales I mean line line a hundred people up and see how many people raise their hand for that job 
So, um, so that, that impresses me. So you did that for a while. What led you into the mortgage industry? That's the financial industry. That's, that's kind of my world. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, the, the construction sales business was a little bit similar to construction work. Um, it was spotty at times. So even though I did really well, um, I switched companies a couple of times and then I, um, I actually took a job, um, as a, uh, construction manager of a, uh, a new startup business because it, it, it was a good fit at the time and it was a guaranteed paycheck. So I worked for a company that company ended up folding. So back into the sales business because I was looking for a job and I didn't know what to do. I was sitting in a, a buddy's office without a job <laughs> and we're, we went to lunch. We came back and we're sitting there. He was an IT guy and in his office, he said, well, I know a lot of guys that, you know, would hire you. You're a sales guy. You could sell anything, you know? And, and right when he said that a guy walked by his office door and that owned a mortgage company and he said, Hey Tom, come here for a second. Um, this is Mark. Mark's a great sales guy. You should hire him. <laughs> and it was a quick, short introduction. I got an interview the very next day. And, um, two days later I started training. I trained for three days in the mortgage industry, learning, you know, basically conforming loans and, you know, how to, how to structure a loan in three days time. And I, <laughs> the only thing I knew about the mortgage business was buying a house. <laughs> so, so I sat there and, um, I took calls coming into the phone. We were on a rotational basis. So income, incoming calls. And it was again, hundred percent straight commissions. But the very first call that I got, um, I landed alone. And, um, that month I made, you know, about double what I was making as that sales manager from the previous job. And I went, Oh boy, I'm going to be rich. I love this business. <laughs> <laughs> so I did really well in that company and I actually got recruited by a big company. Um, somehow my name, my name was still out on monster.com and uh, I got recruited by American summit mortgage, which is a, was a big company at the time. And I went in for the interview ended up interviewing three times um, and then uh, went, met with the president of the company. They hired me and then I went through 90 days of intensive training and that was an eye opener. It was like a college education in 90 days on the mortgage business. Also script memorization. Sure. <laughs> they had a, they, they had a program that was very, very detailed and very good. So I, um, I finished that in my first month, I was blown away. I, I, I closed 10 loans that first month and I was well on my way to making, you know, six figures for the first time in my life. And this was back in 1999. So I was excited and, um, and I, and I was in the mortgage business for quite a while. And then I, that company went through some struggles and, um, I started my own mortgage business for a couple of years. So I had as many as 15 reps under me and it was a subsidiary of another company. So like a, a branch office is what I, what I owned did well. Um, but it started to fade, fade as well because of ups and downs in the mortgage business with the economies. And, uh, when I met you, Todd, I actually worked for a, a one man shop in Plymouth, Minnesota and, um, was doing well there. I mean, straight commissions again, but, 
I'd find loans. I'd close, you know, all I needed to close was two or three loans a month and I was making good money. Right. Cause I was getting pretty much all the commissions. So I was, was liking what I was doing, but I knew it wasn't going to last forever. Um, so from there I left and went to Wells Fargo and I was working for Wells Fargo and that's in 2007, 2008, when the subprime crash happened, that was the end of my mortgage career. So then I had to make more changes. <laughs> for certain, for certain. And I watched you go through some of that turmoil. That inevitably, I know there's a lot in between there, but that inevitably took you took you into, and, and, and throughout this period of time, I, I think I'm going to speak for you and then you can tell me if I'm right. Throughout this period of time, you were involved in the, in the combat sports throughout that entire period of time, weren't you? That's correct. I had owned... Um, you were training I, pros even, I remember, right? That's that's correct. Yeah. Yes, I trained um, a couple of pro fighters in in kickboxing and uh, MMA. So opened a, a string of different MMA gyms over the years. Um, some would be successful, some weren't successful, um, and it, I loved that. That was my my passion. So that I called that my passion business instead of my income business because training fighters, you don't make a living doing that. You do that out of passion because um, a lot of fighters don't don't make much money, so they can't pay you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then you met your wife, and uh, I'm going to take a break here. We're going to talk a little bit about that because that's really what we're going to be talking about between your wife and, and yourself. You guys are both entrepreneurs, and now you are – uh, in still in, in a business that's entrepreneurial, but you had a little journey to go through, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let's take a break. We'll be right back with Mark Royce. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you can check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, Jay Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. Jay Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and Jay Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, 
Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy, and then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. We are visiting with a good friend of mine, Mark Royce. Uh, Mark and his wife, Lana, own a uh, business that does regenerative health. Uh, The name of the company is Blistopia Retreats. Uh, You can go and find Mark and Lana by going to their website, blistopiaretreats.com. Uh, They reside in Peoria, Arizona. That's a northwest suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. Been there many times. Beautiful, except for the fact that people don't have grass in their yards. They have rocks in their yard. I don't know how you mow the the rocks, but, you know, I know that's not everywhere. I'm aware some people actually do have grass, but, you know, it was a revelation for a Minnesota boy. Anyhow... Uh, so you, you and Lana met about 10 years ago. That's correct. That's correct. All right. So 2013. And so at that time were, were, was she, I know that you're, you're both kind of entrepreneurial, but was she involved in an entrepreneurial endeavor at that time when you met her or what, how did that come about? Yes, she was. She, she had um, been in, in the kind of the healthcare field as a HR person, HR rep. Um, she's a, she's got a lot of talents as well. She's a psychotherapist, a hypnotherapist and all of that, but she worked for um, a, a big healthcare company as a HR rep. And she basically left that position to, to do her own thing. And uh, she was teaching yoga. She does uh, energy work, healing touch. She's a healing touch practitioner so she was doing a lot of those things and kind of finding her way, um, a lot of training. She trained at the Chopra Center in, in California with Deepak Chopra. So she she has a lot of um, lineage and background in, in the healing arts as well as just, just the um, wellness and fitness area as well. She's also a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. So she's she's got a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> yeah, so we we had that in common, and that's one of the uh, how we really found each other. She she uh, we were both dating online, and she found me online, read my profile, and reached out to me, and we hit it off immediately. 
And um, <clears throat> the, basically the story started with she, I was teaching boxing at, at a title boxing club location in Lakeville, Minnesota is the first location in Minnesota. And um, she took one of my classes and she said, wow, that's an incredible workout. I've never done anything like that. She came back and took a second class and we're dating now. And she looked at me and she said, we've probably been together three months. And she said, this is the best workout I've ever done. You know what we should do? We should franchise. And I had I never thought of franchising before in my life, you know, and uh, all my businesses that I started, I did in independently or I did with a partner um, through the martial arts schools that I opened. So next thing you know, well, I, I threw my hands up in the air and I said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, six months later, we opened our first title boxing club location. Um, that was in June of 2015. So a, a little, it took us a little while to get that together. Um, but, uh, it, we took off with it. it we were doing great. And, uh, just a few months after that, one of the owners of another location approached us and said, wow, you guys are doing so great. You want to buy ours? <laughs> uh -huh. So they, they sold us their, uh, title boxing club franchise in Arden Hills for a very good price. And we took that over. It was failing. It was a failing business. Uh, they were paying a lot of money out of their pocket just to pay the rent each month. Because uh, they just didn't have enough memberships, it, they weren't real passionate about it. We were, and um, we turned it around in six months, made it profitable, and we're just loving what we were doing. So now we had two locations, but uh, it, caveat to this was when we opened the Title Boxing Club franchise in Coon Rapids, the first one, we did it because we wanted to work together and spend time together. Well. When you have two locations, now you're kind of split up and you're working less together. But we were loving what we were doing. But Lana was missing teaching yoga. So we tried to open up a yoga branch within one of the locations. It didn't quite work out. So we looked at each other and we said, let's open up a boutique custom-built yoga studio. So we searched all over town and we found a location in Blaine and we custom built out a, a beautiful boutique yoga studio that's still there today. We sold it uh, a little over a year ago and um, yoga by Blistopia was the name of that. And um, we, we had that rocking and then uh, we had our third title boxing club location open up. And now we have three locations for title boxing club. We have a yoga studio and now we see each other for five minutes in the morning and 10 minutes before we go to bed. And that was it. And we were kinda, <laughs> so now living the life. <laughs> yeah. Our, 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 our relationship now was once in a while we'd get together for lunch, but it was, I'd be running between the clubs and even coming over to the yoga studio to put out a fire or fix a faucet or whatever. Cause I was the handyman for all of our businesses as well. Cause you got to wear all the hats when, when you run a business. Right. And, um, so, but we weren't seeing each other much. So we were thinking of downsizing and already, even after we just opened the, the third location and then COVID hit, COVID hit. And that kind of forced our hand. We, we were like, okay, we knew eventually we were going to downsize back off. And then eventually we wanted to leave Minnesota for a warmer climate, you know, for retirement days. And Lana's parents live in Mesa, Arizona, down here by us, uh, about an hour from where we live. And um, so we were like, okay, let's move to Arizona. So we sold off the, the boxing clubs and 
the yoga studio just last year. We finally got that sold. And uh, we didn't know what we were going to do, so we, we kind of thought about different things. Lana had a, kind of a game plan in mind, and that was to open up a retreat center, and a retreat wellness center. So uh, wellness, yoga, fitness, uh, meditation, all of that. So we offer anywhere from one-day to eight-day retreats right here at our location. And, um, the, you know, we've been doing that for a little over two years now, and um, we love what we do. We get to help people. Very good. Very good. So, folks, if you're listening to this, I mean, it, if it, uh, you know, you, you were led into the sales world, and then from there, I think you just kind of became a serial entrepreneur from there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, but it, you know, it, it takes Mark, it takes a lot of guts to do these things. You know, you're, we're breezing over cause we have limited time here, but the idea that you just open these places up and then, like you say, you had, you know, you built out the locations, all that stuff takes money, all that stuff takes time. And that's not, you know, you don't just snap your fingers and do that. You've got to have money to do it, or you've got to be able to secure financing to do it. You have to convince people to borrow you the money, and then you have to manage the money. You have to make the payments, and you have to do the sales and bring the people in. And all that business stuff that doesn't really relate well to passion. It's just about, i got to keep the lights on and the door open, right? That's correct. But <laughs> if, you are, if you are doing a business that you do love, it does help a lot. Yeah, <laughs> if it's just yeah. about money, uh, you know, sometimes that's, yeah. you know, that works for a lot of people. But for, for me, I wanted to do something that I really love. And that's always, it's always been about helping people. So that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Uh, I would always, folks, I would always put the revenue model right up alongside of my passion to make sure that we're going to make some money. But nevertheless, this is what you're doing. And uh, you are you are soliciting this uh, opportunity to folks who are who are looking to enjoy the benefits of your regenerative health. How do you market this? How do you solicit it? How do you bring people in? Well, uh, the retreat business is, it's, it's kind of a unique niche business. So we, we're constantly marketing and I mean, constantly everything from all the social media sites to advertising, um, to reaching out to people that we know. The good thing is, is we have a pretty good database of people from all the years of running the boxing clubs, the yoga studio. Um, and just, you know, for me being known in the, in the, fitness and boxing world, uh, a lot of contacts. So we're constantly reaching out to people and, and people are finding us, but we also have some partner sites that we work with and the partner sites um, are booking agents. So those sites reach out to people all across the globe. We've had, we've had guests come here even as far as Japan. Already in two years, you've had that. Yes, it's really a beautiful thing. That is impressive. Folks, a couple takeaways from what he said. Now, I coach business owners every day. I have business owners who do multiple millions of dollars. In fact, the, one of the clients I had in uh, my office yesterday, I think, was $23 million a year. And there's a lot of businesses that are smaller, larger than that, whatever. 
But if you ask them if they have a database, they'll tell you that they do. But then if I say, okay, so if I want to write a paragraph to that database and send it out, how long will it take? And they'll sit there and not say anything because their ability to actually touch that database quickly and efficiently and moreover, add to it every time they have a new name. Generally, they're not doing it. Uh, the other thing is that everybody should have a newsletter to touch, 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 at least on a monthly basis. And if you do not have that and you are doing some form of advertising, and, and I'll ask Mark about this in a moment, uh, the idea that you're going to spend money on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and any other platform, and you're not doing the basics of database management and touching out to the people who already know you and already have good impressions of you, you are really throwing money out the back door. So you always exploit the basics before you even consider spending money. Now, having said that, Mark, the other thing that every business should have, large or small, doesn't matter, should always have a marketing spend. And a marketing spend is a percentage of gross revenue that you determine based on your goals and expectations for the following year that you're going to spend on marketing. So if that's 5% of a million dollars, okay, you're going to spend $50,000 on marketing over the course of the next year. I'm not interested in what you're going to spend the money on. I just want you to make sure and set it aside. And then you can determine based on the cyclicality of your business and the effectiveness that you'll measure over time, what are the most effective ways to utilize that money at the best times of the year. And then you'll have the money to do that with. Do you do that, Mark? Absolutely. And one of the things with using booking agents that, like I said, that are globally, the nice thing about that is, is we don't have to pay them up front. They, they take a commission off of the sale. So basically they're like commission um, sales. On performance. Store. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It, instead of having that to take some of our advertising dollars, our marketing fund and pay them, they just take it right off the top when they get someone to, to actually attend one of our retreats. I'd pay commission sales rep all day, every day for that. Outstanding. Outstanding. We're going to take another break here. We're here with Mark Royce. Mark is in Arizona. He's in Peoria, Arizona. That's a suburb right outside of Phoenix, Arizona. He and his wife, Lana, run a wonderful facility for regenerative health. God knows we can all use that. Name of it is Blistopia Retreats. You can look them up by going to blistopiaretreats.com and you will find Mark and Lana uh, Royce on that website. We're going to be right back talking more about his business and maybe how we can expand his and yours as you listen. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, seamlesssolutionsmn.com. 
Com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. All right. We are back with Mark Royce. And as always, on the break, we covered some interesting things that we're going to uh, highlight and uh, talk about here. And so, Mark, you have one facility. You were explaining to me a little bit about the business and the differentiating between the retreat center and the and the uh, the type of work that you do, which is the regenerative health. Could you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, the, the retreat center itself is is really what our, our business is all about. It's, it's about, um, wellness. Shut your sound uh, off on that other side there on your zoom. Kind of getting an echo. Sorry. About there that. you go. Go right ahead. Okay. 
Um, the retreat center is is the main focus of our business, um, <laughs> setting up retreats for you know men and women of all ages of of all situations. But it's 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 kind of like you know a lot of people go on a vacation they get they want to get away. So a retreat, the difference between going to like the beach in Mexico or Florida or Texas or you know some tropical location. Um, and the difference between that and coming to a, a retreat center is retreat center is about your health, you know, improving your health, whether that's mental health, physical health, emotional health, even spiritual health. So that's what we really focus on with our retreats different than just a, you know, a getaway to uh, Vegas or, or the beach. Right. So much more health oriented. And that is our biggest focus. So, um, the regenerative health part is an add-on to our business. Um, I went through training to become certified in that. Lana has a ton of experience in that world as well. Like I mentioned, she's a hypnotherapist as well as a, a psychotherapist. Uh, she's a doula. You know, she's she's helped deliver over 400 babies over the years. So she's got a lot of talents. So the two of us have have merged that into the retreat center. So we call it Blistopia Retreat Center, but it's Blistopia Retreat Center and Wellness Center, which adds the regenerative health. Very good. Very good. You know, I can speak folks myself too, although I have not enjoyed Mark and Lana's facility. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's mental health, I think. Um, I go to a place here not far from the Twin Cities in DeMontreville that's kind of between Minneapolis and Stillwater or, or the cities in Stillwater. And it is a, it is a silent retreat for uh, four days and it put on by the Jesuits. And it is life-changing. There are pinnacle moments that things come to you and in a seemingly profound way, when you take yourself out of your own environment, clear your mind, and can really begin to focus on the things you look for. So I truly uh, agree with and and uh, believe in retreats such as what you have, Mark, because I know the, the, the profound impact they can have and benefits that they can have. <clears throat> I asked you at the break, would you like to uh, have multiple locations? And what, did, what was your answer to that? Our dream when we opened up this facility um, in Arizona was at some point <sighs> to expand to two additional locations and have three total of, of the retreat center. Uh, a second one, either in a tropical beach location or a mountain lake setting. So then we have the different elements. We have the the water, the ocean, the, the sunshine on the beaches. Uh, we have the desert location, which is, you know, beautiful and perfect to get away, especially if you live in the north and you want to get away for the winter. Um, and then the mountain location with a lake, um, just for the beauty and the serenity of, of the mountains, mountain scenery. So those that's, that's our dream. But we also look at it in reality at times and go, do we want to spread ourselves thinner by opening up more locations? Because we really work best together. Um, it's kind of the yin and yang. You know, I'm the I'm the boxing coach, the martial arts guy. She's the the you know the the healer, the the, the person that really helps get into people's situations and their minds and helps them better themselves mentally and emotionally. 
So, you know, as, as Mark talks, folks, um, I'll, I'll just make some observations that I have frequently. So, you know, remember, I'm the financial guy. And so when I hear someone like Mark and, and Lana, although she's not talking right now, when I think hear of those sentiments, I think about people who are very focused on the work and the enjoyment that they get for the work. So that would be the definition of a practitioner focused on the work. My side is always going to be the money. Um, because, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it from that standpoint and you know, it's like real estate. If you buy real estate as an investment and you manage it in my mind, you don't know what you're doing because I I can manage two or three. I can't manage 20. And for a lot of folks, when I talk about that, the, the idea that that would ever happen is just so far out of mind that they don't even consider it. And in my world, that's that's exactly what you're attempting to do. So nobody is going to be focused on on being a practitioner at 10 different or 20 different locations. There's no way in the world you can do that. But even if someone like Mark and Lana come to me and they have an idea of expansion, maybe someday in the future, the way that you go about that, and I've been involved in franchising two different businesses from start to finish, And I'll tell you that you're creating what I call SOP, standard operating procedures, so that you can scale and grow and bring people in different positions up to speed in a fraction of the time that it took you, because that might have been a bit of a bloodbath to figure out how to do things. And then once you do it, you do it better and better. And with one location, your primary goal is to create a prototype that is profitable. And what are those profit margins? And are the profit margins lending themselves in the way that you're doing the business to scalability. Because remember, when you have one location, it might be you and one or two or three other people, just like in any other business where you've got salespeople in, in Mark's case in the mortgage business. Okay. If I got 10 salespeople, there's the cost of that, of those salespeople as it relates to each deal. But once I get beyond 10, maybe now I need a manager, a sales manager that didn't exist before. That's an additional cost that never existed before. And that decreases my margins as I go. So even if somebody says, I don't ever want to do that. All I want to do is be the most effective and successful financially within the one location I have. We still build the prototype to make it the most profitable we possibly can by offloading all of the things that do not relate to the high leverage activities that they do to someone else who charges less money so that in the thing that they do, it's the leverage where they make their money and have the greatest impact. And then once we have created this prototype and assuming that it is profitable and has the margins that lend themselves to growth and scalability, then we do it again and again and again. Many people start out saying they only want one. Once we achieve that, it becomes a logical transition to the next one and thereafter. We're going to take another break talking to Mark Royce. Mark and Lana own a facility in Peoria, Peoria, Arizona. It's a suburb right outside of uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix area. They do regenerative health. Uh, they operate a business by the name of Blistopia Retreats. You can go to Blistopia, uh, retreats.com. You can also reach, uh, Mark at 952-210-3661. Mark is an entrepreneur, whether he likes it or not. We'll be right back. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at J. Allen Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. J. Allen Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back everybody. So there was uh there was another blurb that that Mark uh brought up that I think is interesting. Mark, you said that we are profitable uh, as a business. And so I brought up a point that I'm hopeful that he and Lana can both hear. They know this already. I, I had some good friends that I knew, young men who bought Subway uh, franchises, and they may even be listening. Uh, that's Mike and Paul Lear. And they figured out very quickly that, one, the cost of that franchise was very expensive. Uh, two, they had to pay a franchise fee, which was a margin right off the top, whether they were successful, profitable or not. And both of them were working in the business. Now, they weren't highly paid people working in the business. Mark can relate to that. 
Um, and business owners who might have been all about income when they when they competed for jobs in the marketplace as employees, they're willing to work for basically nothing uh, on their own because they believe that's just what you should do. Well, the reality is once those those shops got built up and they were doing well, well, now they wanted to move out of those shops because maybe they worked as the day manager and then they had a night manager. Well, as soon as they started paying that that day manager to replace them along with the night manager so that they could open up another sub shop, what they thought was pretty decent, instantly they had to pay a day manager forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. And now they've got a franchise that costs them several hundred thousand dollars that's only making them a ten percent return overall on that business. Well, I mean, that's not that great. And so the point is, you know, if somebody says we're doing well, remember that the income that you make working in your business is not profit to the business. Because if I have to replace you, if I'm going to buy your business, I don't want to do what you do. I don't want to teach martial arts, Mark. I don't want to do yoga. I don't want to do any of that. I want to buy your business. I want to hire somebody like you with your skills at what market rate is. And you know that better than I do. I take that number and remember folks, business owners typically either pay themselves way too much or way too little and neither one of them are useful. What will someone who's good and that business owner typically always believes they're the best at doing this and nobody could ever replace them. Yeah, 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 whatever. Bottom line is, if I have somebody who can do 80% of what you do, what's that going to cost me? That means that they are proficient at this and they're good and they're not going to be cheap. Then I take that out and I say, what's left after that? And if that number is $100,000 and I do $10 million a year, that means I've got a 5% margin. That margin does not lend itself to scale. I know there's businesses who make, you know, 6 and 8% margins, but these are businesses that do millions and millions of dollars. If you want to scale that business, that margin better be 30 to 40% to lend itself for scale as that business matures. Most people who are practitioner mindset, they're not focused on business. They don't even know they should be looking for that. What do you think about what I just said, Mark? That's exactly right. And we've looked at the model itself. And to, in order to go to that second location, if, if and when we do, um, 30% is a minimum for the margin that we'd have to have. So we've looked at that over and over again. And we're not quite there yet um, because we're still basic, basically what we call in the infant stages of this business. We're still new. Uh, we're still learning, growing, and constantly improving. So it's going to take a little bit, but it could happen in, in the next year or two. And no, it will happen. Well, we're, we're on our way. We're on our way. <laughs> Uh, Mark, I, I, I love talking to you and I, I love your enthusiasm for the work that you do. Here's the funny thing, folks. I talk all about business because I'm warped and demented and that's my side of things. But the reality is if I'm going to hire somebody, I'm going to hire somebody just like Mark and Lana who are passionate about what they do and really genuinely care. And that's who these people are. And that's one of the reasons that although I say what I do, I love Mark and I love the work that he and Lana are doing. And just as a human being, I can so appreciate what you do. Uh, you know, for those of you out there, maybe know a veteran or aren't a, a veteran who struggles, a retreat like Mark and Lana's is so beneficial and so life-changing. If you're struggling with the challenges of PTSD, and I have 
uh, friends that I know, people who I know who've come out of the military and had these problems, uh, a t- retreat such as this literally is life-changing. To get yourself away, get get your focus, get your head screwed on straight, and man, oh man, it can just be such a beneficial thing. And then ongoingly for the rest of your life, very possibly. <clears throat> so we're winding up here, Mark. Um, again, you want to tell them anything specific about your business that makes it better than everybody else's? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'll never claim to be better than everybody else, but but trying to be trying to improve. Constantly, you know, we look, we look at it like this. We, we just had our 30th retreat in two, a little over two years that we've hosted. Um, we have a 31st one coming up over, over New Year's. And that, we've, that just, like I said, expanding and, and trying to grow. We partnered with a, a true Navajo shaman for this special retreat coming up over New Year's. And we still have a couple of openings for it. It's a plant medicine retreat. So this one is... It's completely different, but but yet still the same. It has a lot of the same aspects: healing, wellness, you know, improvement, improving your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, everything, and uh, all of that in in a three four day three three night retreat here at our center. Um, if you're if you're looking to get something different, check us out: listopiaretreats.com. You'll you'll love what you see. Very good. Very good. Folks, we're here in Minnesota. We're going to have snow on the ground pretty soon. Wouldn't it be wonderful to get away to a warm climate, you know, like Arizona and have this lovely retreat? Give Mark and Lana a call. They can help you out with that. Mark, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Todd. Glad to have you guys. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis.